Get ready for the Squawking Eagles podcast. The show that covers only the Philadelphia Eagles. Think different. Think Squawking Eagles podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Squawking Eagles podcast. I am Mike, and today, this is Dallas week. This is Dallas week. Let's go. We are ready for Dallas. We're going to talk a little bit about the Commanders game, but I want to dive in quick about all the stuff we were hearing about Dallas and how Dallas wants the secondary Eagles secondary and how Dak wants to be bathing in honey. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we also have our guest, Nat, who's a Cowboys fan coming in. He's going to talk with us about what he's, uh, what he's heard uh, during this week, and we'll talk to him. Uh, so I'm joined by Miguel and Mark right now. How's it going, guys? You know, we're alive. We're Eagles fans. We live another day. Go Birds. Let me tell you something, brother. What you going to do when there's 70,000 Eagle maniacs screaming and Lincoln Financial Field this Sunday, brother. What you going to do when the Eagles run all over you, Dallas? Let's go. That's one thing. Run the ball. That's one thing they better do is they better run the ball. Run the ball. I'm not running the ball. Uh, So we're going to jump into it. Um, Commander's game uh, was not at all what we expected it to be, especially when we saw the Commanders only put up seven points against the Giants. And then they come out and score 31 on the Eagles. Uh, I want to hear what are our projections again? Our projections for that game were uh, Mark said 31 20, I said 35 17, Miguel said 24 16. All right, so I said it was going to be a close game. I was was pretty close. Yeah. I just, they scored a little more. The the Eagles defense, uh, you know, didn't really show up. They they played back like they were. They have been. They have been playing back on all the receivers, and um, Too you much. know it was just it was just a bit of a ridiculous thing for me to watch. Um, you want to go first, Miguel or Mark? Who wants to go first? I'm Miguel. Go ahead, Miguel. Um, listen. Uh, we keep continuing week after week. Um, well, I guess depending on the week, continue to have the same issues. Struggle in the red zone. Struggle with the running game. Uh, looks like we got the running game off early in the beginning of the game, and then, then uh, Washington just took that away from us. Um, you know, the subs. I, I don't know if it's the, the running back coach, if it's um, Nick Sirianni himself, but whoever's not using uh, or, or if they're trying to preserve um, Swift, they're really going about it the wrong way. Um, Especially, um, you know, early in the game, like you went, we went away from him so early that we needed to come back to him so late to, ju- to just try to, you know, win the game. Um, so I don't know what the thought process is there with the running game. I know they have a lot of faith in in Gainwell and uh, Boston Scott, but it just seems like it just seems like they get away from from Swift way too early in the games in the last couple of games that they played. Um, but then again, you see Jalen Hurts sitting in that pocket and, 
you know, dinking and dunking and, and finding the, the plays uh, downfield that he needs to find, like that one play to uh, to Devontae Smith that uh, he was wide open. Wide open. Wide open. You know, so that was that was a great awareness and a great play. I'm, I'm still wondering if it was a blown, blown coverage by the DB or if uh, Devontae kind of audible himself on his on his route run. Um, cause it was kind of questionable when Jalen was asked that at the end of the game. Um, but you know, it was an ugly win. It's, it was a close one, but division game, we all know the same thing. We said the same thing last time It's always going to be a close game. Look at, if you want to look at the example, uh, Kansas city and Denver, Denver got scored 70, 70 points against Miami and look what they just did to Kansas city, held them to nine points. Yeah. So fucking in division games. Um, they're always wacky. They can always turn out the way that this game, these last two games against Washington have. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I don't think the, the name Kenny, Kenny Gainwell can be said on this podcast anymore um, because of the of his play lately and since actually since week two. Um, and if I see him at all on the field during Dallas, I might have to just shut the game off. I, I, I don't but- I mean, you got to look at Nick Sirianni said it the other day. I mean, the the week before when he uh, fucking put his shoulder into a DB and sent the DB flying back five yards, we didn't say anything. You know, this week he had had a hard time and everybody's on him. So, you know, you got to look at the the big picture and what he's done and what what we know that he can do and not try to critique it. Because I don't really think that is a Kenny Gainwell thing. I think it was a Brad Johnson thing. And a running back uh, coach thing, like whoever the running back coach is, I just think it's just putting the bat the not putting the good players in the positions to win. Oh, uh, that was that's a very good Andy Reid comment right there. Thank that's you, Andy Reid. I learned very nice. Time, time's yours. Uh, all right, Mark. Since you, uh, you know, I'm gonna no. touch on Gainwell real quick before we go any further. Get back to just the game in general. I don't like. I I feel like maybe the other game. Where he had like that, he had decent play when he, you know, nice little push back there on the on the drop on the shoulder. I think some people were kind of laying off on that week. I'd be like I myself, I had made comments. Actually, that play, I remember that exact play. I remember saying like, "Why is he in?" I was like, "All right, cool. He made a good play, fine." And I don't think the hate is directed. I mean, there there is a lot of hate directed towards him. I think the biggest problem, and I've seen it all over social media, is that we get down to the you know red zone. And that's when Gainwell comes in. And I haven't seen enough out of Gainwell. He's not, you know, 6'2", 240 pounds. He's not like, you know, an old school bruising back. No. He's a small little guy. Like the, I mean, none of our backs are super large. I don't understand why we're switching to him only in these key situations. I don't mind if we want to rotate back. Don't like make Swift carry everything. I mean, he's still Swift is still averaging as like one of the best running backs in the league right now with like four point nine yards per carry. I don't think we run the ball enough with him. I understand you're trying to preserve him, but I don't think the way to preserve him is that every time we get in the red zone, pull him out. Like that's not. He's a great receiving back. He's a great running back. He opens up the lanes better than the others. He hits just as hard, if not harder, than the others. I understand, like I said, we can definitely rotate, you know, let some other guys get some carries here or there, you know, try to keep the the knees running for everybody. But constantly switching at the red zone, where you're gonna make you're you're causing all this hate by being an absolutely crayon munching garbage can of an offensive coordinator. That Brian was Johnson 
You love talking about you. eating crayons last week on the post game. You love that crayon <laughs> comment. That's all he does, man. I swear, I swear his playbook is made up of colors. He's sitting there coloring pages in, being like, yeah, this scribble, this one will do right here, guys. And it's like, congratulations, your first grader made something like post up on the wall. Not, that's not an offensive play. How come they can't just use plays from last year? How can, what are they trying to... Because ego, man, it's ego. If you, you took over, if you took over right now and they said, "Hey, look, you have to use Brian Johnson's playbook," be like, no, 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 I'm bringing my own plays. It's ego. That's yeah. all it ever is. Yeah. They just can't accept it. Yeah. And for some reason, Hurts is throwing the ball more than ever, and he's doing the best he can with it. But he need like we don't need to have him throwing the ball 45 times a game. Yeah, that game, not a throw first team. That game gave Jalen Hurts uh, Player of the Week. Because of the, of the amount of the art, like, but you you can't you can't replay a game from last year that uh, a playbook that's already out there. They're gonna know that we're gonna get destroyed if that happens. I'll let you know what's cool. You know what's really cool about that though is that like, with the exception of maybe five percent of plays, everyone every play has always been already been used. It's not saying you don't need to use the same playbook, but every play has been used in the NFL. Period. The end. Everyone has had to stop everything. If you say, hey, look, I've got the best O-line and one of the best running backs in the league. I'm going to run it down your throat till you stop me. Guess what? You do it. You just keep running until they stop you. And when they stop you. But they you were stopping us, Mark. Like you just huh? you just said it right now. They were stopping us. So, But they're not stopping us. They're not they, stopping us. You were just complaining that they weren't running the ball. They were stopping us. You know, it's not that they're not stopping us. It's that our offensive coordinator stopping us. He's the one going, oh, you know what, guys? It's a first and five. Let's throw a Hail Mary ball. Oh, that didn't work? Oh, man. Let's do it again. Oh, we got sacked. It's third and 20. All right, let's run the ball now. That, that's the moronic thought process of our offensive coordinator right now. Again, again, we're going to go back to this because it's been an issue all season. It's the RPOs. Jalen's the one that makes the decision at, at the ultimate when he gets the ball in his hand, if he's going to hand it off or if he's going to throw it or if he's going to run it himself. Right. It comes so all to Jalen, so we don't know. pull like, it off. Take the yeah. responsibility off them. Yeah. But, They're not going to, though. They're not going to. They're not going to take it away. From here's him. the problem is, like, I remember years ago when I, I first started really getting, like, I always watched football, but I was like, you know, I'm always, I've always been a hockey guy, and I was in, I got into college football really deep before I got in the NFL as deep as I did. And I asked, like, dude, like, come on. Like, I was watching RPOs and option plays just dominate in college. And I was like, why is that not work in the NFL? And everyone's like, oh, you can't do that in the NFL. Obviously, don't work in the NFL. Players are bigger and stronger and faster and all this bullshit. And all of a sudden, look, RPOs are everywhere. But it, it's like the same thing with all these like gadget-style plays. I remember the, one, the year of the Wildcat. Every team was trying to run Wildcat offense. Well, by the next year, every defense had caught on. Every defense knew how to lock it down. And suddenly, it stopped working. So people, for the most part, stopped running the Wildcat. Yeah, The RPO was big last year, a little bit big the year before. Now defenses know RPOs are not nearly as successful this year. So what if we just run the ball and just throw the ball? Because get that, that is a style of play that's never been locked down. It's always worked one way or another. Run the ball, make them load the box, quick passes, deep, quick shots. It works. It always does at every level of play. I'm, I'm, liking, I'm liking the energy we have right now. And I'm gonna, we're going to skip the one word for right now. And I want to bring in Matt. <laughs> and I want to talk Cowboys. I want to talk Cowboys. I want to talk Bring it on. Cowboys. That 
Thank you for coming in and happy birthday, by the way. Thank you for happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Thank birthday. You. We'll try to be extra respectful today. That's right. Don't you forget it. <laughs> it's all right. I'm not expecting anything from Eagles fans. Oh, oh, ouch. Ooh, we'll, we'll, hand you, just... we'll hand you an L on Saturday to blow out. Hey, you know what? No, no. Thank you me. know, what? We'll, I'm, I'm going to come out. We're going to say something real nice and easy, real quick. Got a little call out here for us, I think. We're going in to week nine. All right. We're almost, or almost, you know, that, that big 10, those 10 weeks in, and your boy has not thrown 10 picks. Yes. Yeah. So I got a round of applause to you and your, and your quarterback for standing hey, up on the word. Right. I expected he, double he digits right. by now. Maybe this weekend pulls it all together for us and we, we, we give him to where yeah. he needs to be. But I could have sworn Rain would be have way over 10 right by now, but he's, he's doing, he's hanging in there, Rain. I will he's say, though, when he does throw right. one, he all throws right. in bunches. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he he does yeah. seem to be the type of quarterback that uh hits those moments of time where he throws a pick and all of a sudden, boom, there's three or four. That's definitely true. Um, but he's always been been someone who always reined it in. Uh, never really threw a lot of picks. And one of the things that I uh, remember from his rookie year, um, whenever he was uh, dealing with the whole situation with his mom and cancer, he told a story about uh whenever he would come home from high school practice and his mom would ask him how how practice went and if he threw if he threw a pick he would get whooped and his mom would be like listen you're you're playing quarterback you're supposed to be throwing it to the offense not the defense and his mom would always scold him and then whenever his mom got sick and passed away he said he would always be a, a quarterback that never threw a lot of interceptions now unfortunately some of the years in the nfl that is uh, his downside. He never, he wouldn't trust his receivers. He wouldn't throw it in the tight windows and, and things like that. Uh, last year, I think he, uh, it was a different year. He he refused to run because of that leg injury. So he just, I guess he just thought, hey, I'm going to wing it. And he threw it in every tight window and threw a ton of picks. And I think this year we're seeing he's starting to run a little bit more. He's starting to be a little more decisive on those tight window throws. And uh, this year's been typical Dallas Cowboys up one week down the next. Mm-hmm. I think Trayvon Diggs had a lot of words with him over the summer too. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. They, he threw seven <laughs> picks in, in, in camp and uh, you know, they were, they were not impressed with what he was doing. So they were telling him, you know, his teammates were telling oh, that's, him. That's just media. If you, if you watch the train, if you watch everyday training camp videos, that's every single day for yeah. the last 10 years. Nothing. That was nothing new. That was just the media catching up the, on time with that one. Um, so you said, you know, the Cowboys have, have an up and down week uh, this, this, this year. They've lost uh, two games to, um, to the Cardinals and the 49ers. 49ers. Yeah. yeah right. One uh, respectable, one laughable. And look, we all—it's all right. We always lose the we Cardinals. Don't, don't know what it is about the Cardinals. We lose you know, every single. Oddly time. enough, my memory of us playing the Cardinals, like my whole life, same thing. I only like I remember looking at the schedules in the Cardinals, like, all right, that'd be a cool game, and we lose to them. I'm like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, don't forget like the, the, the last six times play the we Cardinals. played the Cardinals. Yeah, the last six times we played the Cardinals, we've lost five of the six. Yeah. Well, you know, forget the Cardinals are still, you know, they used to play the Cowboys and Eagles twice a year right, before they oh, yeah, used to have a division, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't even remember. So, how that, I don't remember when that changed. 
It's so the Eagles and the Cowboys. Eagles seven and one, best record in football. Cowboys five and two, coming into the link Sunday night. Uh, we, we, you know, there's a lot of talk already about this week about uh, the uh, the Cowboys secondary is uh, laughing and, and and joking around and saying they can't wait, can't wait to destroy the Eagles, uh, the Eagles secondary. Mm-hmm. What, what are your what are your thoughts on those bulletin board uh, phrases right there? Those are, that's bulletin board material right there. Yeah, NFL, the teams always need to find bulletin board material, let's be real. But one of the things that I find really interesting is in the offseason, I was very excited because of this uh, secondary. And then when Trayvon went down, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Typical typical Dallas Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys, they always seem to be that team the last 10, 15 years of they're really, really, really good. but they always fail when the next man up, always fail every year. And every year there's an injury. That, that's the NFL. Someone's always going to get injured, but yeah. they always have been terrible in that next man up thing. Um, I mean, as we all know, the, the Eagles only Super Bowl win is because of the next man up. Mm-hmm. They dominate the next man up. Um, and what I'm seeing with the Ron Bland, I am pleasantly surprised. Um, so he's leading our team, isn't he? In, uh, picks? Yeah. Yeah, he has four pick sixes. One more, he will uh, tie the record for the most pick sixes in a season. Um, but like so that that whole thing, I've been really shocked at. Hey, we're not we're not failing the next man up thing right now. But then, Cowboys, we always it, it's weird this year. The Cowboys are doing the exact opposite of what we've done the last fifteen years. We always lose the game coming out of a bye, and we always lose the game. Uh, right before a big uh, NFC East game, and this year coming out of a bye, and it just so happened to be also the game before the big NFC East game, and they won. And they, they didn't won. just win; they won well. Yeah. Um, so, so you're saying it's going to be backwards? They're going to lose on Sunday. Great. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Miguel. Nice yeah. way, to, way to be quick on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to hear what you know. The Eagles have the Player of the Month. On their side, AJ Brown, swole six, Batman, swole Batman. Six <laughs> games, a, a, a NFL record. Six games of 125 yards or more in a game for six. He hits a thousand yards this week, guaranteed. Now he's had he has 700 yards in the month of October, and that's more than CD Lamb has the entire season so far. Um, so what are your expectations of what the Cowboys are going to do to try and stop AJ Brown. Probably bracket him. Uh, that seems to be the thing uh, that has been working well this year since uh, we don't have uh, Trayvon. Um, they've been doing a lot of uh, doing both man with a little bit of zone doing bracket over the dominant receiver manning on the other side. Um, that's actually why Rob Land has all his pick sixes quarterbacks get confused thinking it's man, but it's actually zone and he keeps jumping routes left and right. Um, so maybe that's a possibility, but if I know, I know AJ Brown's been dominant, but if you look at the last four games, him and CD lamb are actually almost identical. They are. CD, hey. CG for whatever reason, just started the first two games of the season. Nowhere. It's like he was on the sidelines. Um, AJ has been dominant CD. These last four games has uh, stepped it up. Um, I'm really excited about this weekend. Both teams seem to be playing really, really well. 
Uh, so I'm excited to see what, what goes on. Well, you this still is still awesome. have, you're still six and one though. Seven and one. So seven the, we're, the, the worst seven and one team. We you know, the way we talk. It's like they're the worst seven and one team you can possibly be. Yeah. Uh, oh, or Philly, or Philly fans. We yeah. watch our baseball team throw it all to shit for the World Series. So. I mean, when you lose the Super Bowl, lose the World Series, gets uh, get put out in the NBA uh, playoffs, then lose the World Series again. What is there? What is there left to? And we lost <laughs> the soccer championship too. Oh yeah, let's not forget yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's I don't rough, know. man. It's, it's tough right now. And now the, Cow- the Cowboys have a fire in their butt because the Rangers just won the World Series. So yeah, the yeah, Rangers won the Yeah, I think the Rangers won their World Series. I think I guess all the teams in Texas have won a championship before the Dallas Cowboys got to the NFC Championship. Something like that. I heard some some little statistic about that. So the Texas, well, the yeah, Texas, if, if you if you <laughs> stop counting after ninety five, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I, I'm excited for this game. I'm always excited for a Dallas game. Um, I think Philly is always super excited for a Dallas game. We have a couple of people on Instagram. We'll talk about it when we start doing our um, predictions, but people on Instagram are psyched. They're ready to go. It's, I don't see right now. I don't have a lot. I don't, I have a lot of faith in the Eagles offense. Because they do put up a lot of points, they put up thirty point thirty eight points. That was the most they, you know, the most all season last season. Um, the defense is what it was, what is what um, scares me. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm kind of like on the fence with Bradbury and Slay. They kind of look slow. They kind of looked old last week. Um, and I, I, I don't. You know, this, and then going online and seeing the Slay with some. Uh, Christmas uh, cupcakes or whatever Christmas sandwiches, eating those. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what are, what's going on here, man? <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you got to say? You got something to say, Miguel? Um, yeah, I mean, you're definitely in the right by thinking and worrying about our, our secondary because they did look a little bit a step slower last week um, against McLaurin and that group of uh, wide receivers. And it, it's a concern, and hopefully uh, our defensive coordinator takes that into account and figures out a way to defend these Dallas wide receivers as well. Um, I mean, Dallas has to worry about everybody in our uh, wide receiving room, especially Dallas Goddard. Um, so they have a lot to worry about. But my my biggest question right now will be to Nat. Like, Nat, um, this is the second time we had – well, the third time we have you on? Right. Time. Two two mm-hmm. times last year. Yeah. So between this year and last year, what is the biggest difference you see with this team that concerns you about this year compared to last year? Uh I think last year it was really only one wide receiver. It was only C D Lamb. This year we have B Cooks and it seems like Dak and him finally started uh uh cooking here the last two weeks. My biggest concern is still the offensive line. Um Tyler Smith is Zach Martin 2.0, but Tyler B. Otish, center, he, he's small, and he just can't handle the big, strong D-tackles, and everyone knows what is Philly's strength, the D-tackles. Um, so go healthy now? Who? Jalen Carter's healthy, yeah. 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 I'm still I'm excited. That draft He's excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was the worst moment of my life 
following the NFL draft. So, what's seeing him go to us? Yes, <laughs> I was furious. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that he made it past three. I couldn't believe he made it past six. And then when you guys took, as soon as he went uh, and was available to you guys, I was like, oh no. Yeah, I was like, he is. I know Philly, they always do, they strengthen their strengths. And sure enough, they got him. And I was I know, like, you gotta be kidding. I have a me. buddy of mine that's a big college fan with me. And, uh, He's not a fan of the Eagles, and he threw a fit to me when we drafted Carter. And then on our thirtieth, when Nolan Smith was still ready, he literally called me, said if he ever spoke to me again, because he was going to slap me for being an Eagles fan, and then hung up. He, he could not believe that Carter fell. He's like Carter should have been a top ten pick, should have been at ten, and Car- or Carter should have been first, and then that Smith should have been like ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we got both, and he just absolutely furious. Yeah. Yep. So with that being said, Mike, that concern that you have about the secondary, yeah, that knowing that Jalen Carter is coming back and that we can get pressure up the middle, because it, they, a lot of people said the same thing about when we played uh, the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tyree, our um, Tua is going to go crazy with Tyree, this, that, and the third. And look, we got pressure right up the middle. We kept him uncomfortable in that pocket. He was unable to be an accurate passer, quote, unquote. Um and I think we could do the same thing to Dak. I mean, like he, like uh, Nate just said, like Dak's really not a big runner anymore, so he doesn't want to run. So if we can get in his face and and and, and put some hurt on him, it's going to change the game completely for us. Well, it's true. If 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 we are you know pressuring him with Fletcher Cox and Jalen Carter and Milton Williams and Jordan Davis, you know, are we? Keep going. You know, you've got Jordan well, Slater and Brandon yeah. Graham. Well, Smith, you know, the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> Hassan Reddick comes on in the fourth quarter. Like these guys wake up after the offensive line is is tired by the fourth quarter. They're gas. They're gassed. And so, I you know, is Dak as good as he is he as good as he used to be when he's out of the pocket running? Would you say? I don't know. His, I mean, his percentages out of the pocket are still the same. Um, yeah. I just think. And here's the big question. Mike McCarthy, Colin, plays this year. It was supposed to be this Texas Coast offense, this fast pace of play. We haven't seen jack of that yet. Um, Wait, Texas Coast offense? Pause. That's that's what they're, they're – so Mike McCarthy br- brings in this West Coast offense. Well, the okay. Dallas media have called it the Texas Coast offense. Um, you got a lot so, of Texas toast. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so with that – I think the game against the Rams was the first time you saw any of that rhythm of the boom, boom. Because, I mean, there, he was preaching all beginning of the season that it ball's going to be out of his hands by two seconds. Ball's going to be out of his hands at two seconds. First five games, I mean, he was averaging 3.2 seconds a, a drop back. And it's like, okay. what's going on? What's going on? And, um, and, and, that, and that's what I'm saying right there is we get him out of rhythm. We get in his face. He doesn't have that. He, he doesn't have that accuracy. Just got to be quicker to get to him. But go ahead. What's going to What's going to be key about this game is Tony Pollard. Is Is Tony Pollard going to be able to do Tony Pollard things of last year? Um, Tony Pollard has looked uh, like a shell of himself from last year. And trust me, I've last, seen on my fantasy team. Yep. <laughs> the, the last <laughs> The last two games, especially, um, 
they're they're starting to work in this like weird pitch thing where instead of running it up uh, between the tackles there, it's I can boom tossing it way out wide to Tony Pollard and it's been working. Um, now what does that do? I don't know. I don't know. I see I see Tony Pollard out wide and Ferguson up the middle going up the seams. If if that if that is going on Sunday, I think that's going to be the only way the Cowboys and Dak Prescott is going to be able to stay on his feet. I mean, how funny is it that teams? I feel like it's been like a recent thing where a team will have like two guys at a position. They'll get rid of one, and then the other one who like looked good is suddenly not performing the way they used to. And they're like, "Huh? You know? well, why is that?" Yeah, like I feel like that's a common. Like I'm not not even just you guys are coming out with with Zeke and Pollard, but I mean, like, like I remember when um, who am I thinking of? Oh, when uh, Arm, when not uh, not Arm said when uh drawing a blank now he was d he's a d tackle for the colts now uh he used to be with san fran now oh, granted i buckner. thought it was, buckner. yeah i thought it was stupid to get rid of buckner because i think buckner is one of the best d tackles in the game but they got rid of him and all of a sudden like with the exception of bosa the rest of that d line was not new and doing nearly as well you see san fran right now they're just picking up guys left and right for that d line they cannot get anyone but bosa to do anything and you know it's like you, you get rid of one all of a sudden the others just stop doing the same uh, you know, I mean, I even see it, you know, uh, like la- I mean, looking at last year with the charge, granted, they didn't get rid of one of them, but like, you know, when Keenan Allen went down, suddenly, you know, Mike Williams wasn't performing and it was like, you keep seeing players where like, if you've got too many in one spot, they're both, they all play really well. And then as soon as you start, I mean, even uh, look at us to the Eagles, we like, you, you would think like we had Rashad, we picked up Rashad Penny and Swift and last year Gainwell did well and Boston Scott did well, you know, and, and, and you're sitting there going like, oh, now we have two Benny. And now you want to sure. start shifting away, but if we shift away, like who's going to do well? If we shift away Sanders, and suddenly Scott and Gainwell aren't doing what they used to do, and they don't even use Penny though. Like Penny is like in I a, know Penny has like a total of like three carries and one reception this and, entire and a penalty causing a touchdown to come back. Like he, that, I, yeah. after he saw that touchdown come back, I, we haven't seen him since. We haven't seen. Him I since. mean, do you blame them? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know why we picked him in the first place. I think Swift was a perfect enough pickup. I don't think we needed Penny, and clearly we haven't. Yeah. But it just I just I think it's interesting. I'm seeing this with multiple players where it's like when there's the challenge to do better, they do better. And then when they go, it's not as good. It's kind of you like know? that Batman Robin thing. You know, they, you know, Pollard was Zeke's Robin. And so if now Batman's gone, what's Robin going to do? That's that's what that's how I see it. And, you know, you got to that's the quality of the players. If the players have to adjust and realize that now Robin is now Batman. Like he's got to step up and yeah, you know, they just don't have, they can't figure it out. Yeah. And it's completely, I'm sorry. It's completely sorry. obvious that Pollard needs a hammer or something. Mm-hmm. And what does Jerry Jones do at the trade deadline? Uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you the same as we do. I'm looking at it right now. I'm shocked at how like boring this trade deadline really was. I mean, a few weird ones went around. I mean, seeing, uh, you know, Montez Sweat, uh, Chase Young, Leonard Williams, and Josh Dobbs all go was like interesting. I kind of figured at least someone from Washington was going to go. Uh, shocked they kind of got rid of two, but I mean the fact that like the the what's crazy is that the players who ma- like the teams that made the trades only like one or two of them are even really contenders. The rest were just other teams. It was, or, a, dead, like, it was a dead trade season. Yeah, like Chicago is not going to make it. Atlanta's not going to make it. Minnesota's probably not going to make it. Uh, I don't know if Buffalo is really going to make it out of their division right now. They're kind of falling apart. The like San Fran made a move. Eagles Jack getting made fired. A move. Eagles getting fired. It was the, he's the only guy who was an all pro. And, 
And we didn't even do that at the trade deadline. We did it a few days beforehand. Yeah. So apparently, I I just saw that Bayard and Blankenship worked out in the offseason together. They went to the same school together. I say, you remember Bayard local. Yeah, he's a local guy. So it's just, we just keep I, drafting. We just keep signing Philly guys. Philly guys, guy like you. We say, remember that guy? Uh, he wear he used to come to the Sixers games, and he was a linebacker at Penn State, and now he plays somewhere down in the South. We don't really talk about him much, but he keeps he keeps able to like want to talk about Philly every week, even when he doesn't need to. I feel like he's gonna want to come up here one day too. Oh, uh, I think you know he he wore the Sixers yeah. jersey at the basketball yeah. game. Oh, and then he went to the Boston game and put the Boston jersey on as well. Yep. And then he went to a Ma- then he went to a Mavericks game, put a Mavericks game jersey on too. Oh, yeah, he yeah, tends yeah. To, he tends to find himself talking about Philly a lot. Now, a lot. in recent in recent days, he this person we're talking about has said something about how he wants Cowboys fans to come up and make it a home <laughs> game. Crawl out your rug. That was okay. Cowboys under your rug. I, I, I really, you know, I don't. Length. I don't think is ever. I don't think I've ever seen in my entire life. A, you know, an opposing team come in and try to take over the vet or take over the link. It it just doesn't happen. It Any Philly stadium, Actually, even when the Flyers are bad, you don't see teams coming in and taking control. And the Flyers have like half their fan base showing up right now. Yeah. And so I want to hear what Matt has to say about this particular player who wants to be an Eagle. Obviously he wants to be an Eagle. Like it's plain as day. He wants to be an Eagle. Uh, what do you, what, how do you feel about his uh, comments? Do you think uh, it's? Do you think it's? Do you think Dallas fans? There's enough Dallas fans in Philly who have season tickets or want to spend the money to come and see the Eagles in Dallas play, turning it into a home game for the Cowboys? I mean, we we all know that there's plenty of Cowboys fans in the Philly area. Oh, there, there's tons. There's tons. Yeah, yeah. So they just, that's, they just that's have to that's hide a, a lot when they're not <laughs> when they're not doing good. Yes, I haven't seen them in the past year or two though. Yeah. It's been weird. Yeah, that's that, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, but the the funny thing about Michael Parsons, he is a PA boy, so he he knows he knows what Eagles is all about. He he knows exactly how to mess with you. And you guys took the bait. And uh, that that's the funny thing about Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons, he knows all the right things to say. He knows when to say them and how to say them. And then he comes in and he backs it up every single time right off of that. So. I have yet to see him fail. Who knows? Maybe this Sunday will be the first time he fails. All well, I know is that three hundred and forty dollars yeah. a ticket. I'm not buying a ticket. I want to go to the game. But I'm not buying a ticket. <laughs> it's uh, you know three forty. That's it. This is the first. Yeah, three forty. That's the cheap. The standing room only. Three forty. and ticket prices. They, he doesn't care about ticket prices. Hey, listen for for that price. I could have got. Three tickets for the price I paid for the Bad Bunny tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that about the WWE WrestleMania. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, so yeah. you got those, so, didn't you? I, that was my to... week last year. That was my week last year. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, Michael Parsons. He, you're right. He does know what to say. He knows how to rile up a Philly crowd. This is also the first time I believe that Michael Parsons is going to be playing against. Jalen Hurts, no, oh uh, yeah, yeah. After his comments about the system quarterback comments, um, because he said the system quarterback comments after after the yeah, after he the was first yeah, game. Oh. it was yeah, after the first game, the second, and he was injured yeah, for the second game. So, yeah. um, you know, Jalen Hurts is, uh, you know, I don't, you know, he doesn't want to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it. He's got a he's got a situation with his knee. We all 
all we all see it. He's limping. Um, he's not as running as fast as he, as he usually does. Um, and then when everybody talks about it, he doesn't. He like deflects it over and over and over again. He walked out on a press conference because of it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. Like, it's, how do you think he hurt his knee? Is it all those tush bushes? It's uh, the thing is though, if it's if, if he hurt it during the tush bush it, and he hurt it during a game, it would be on the injured list. My my understanding, if if he hurt it outside of football, either practice or a game, they don't have to list it as an injury because it was it was happened outside of football. That's what I, that's what my, that's why. Yeah, I, I'm still in the belief that he got hurt in that first week against the Patriots. Well, yeah, the Patriots yeah. game, and he's just been carrying it throughout this whole weekend. You know what I mean? Like every time you fall down or every time you get hit in that leg, that bruise, you, you feel it. You feel it doesn't go away. Like any little yeah. bump, you're gonna you're you're gonna feel it. So it's gonna be around for the rest of the season. I'm sure that the training staff is doing what it can to help him alleviate they, that pain during the week. But that first hit, when the knee hits either the dirt or a helmet hits that or something, you're gonna feel it, and it's just gonna affect him for the whole season. I think it was the Jets game. That turf is absolute garbage. It hurts that, so many people. That too, like I said, where are they going to turf? That's what we talked about last week. They man. need it's to. Just, I, you know, it, I think that's something that it, every fan base can agree on because it's uh, it doesn't help any team. No team's being helped by turf. It's fucking ridiculous. The the technology that we have now, you can't. You you tell me you can't grow dirt indoors or grow grass indoors. Like yeah, when when Michael Gallup tore his ACL two years ago, it was literally all he did was jump and land. Nobody touched yeah. him. Nobody did anything, and snap with the ACL. You I'm, see, uh, what was um. Uh, Odell Beckham's last time he tore his yep. ACL. Yep. yep. He's just well, he's just running across the field. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the end of the game. saying, uh, I can't remember who I can't remember who was playing that game. It was in the Super Bowl. I can't remember who it was they were playing. My I'm literally my brain doesn't work anymore. Um but I remember there being a comment that like the opposing team, like they had a meeting and one of the players was like, Do not touch the 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 the, the like had emblem the in the middle the of the field, the logo. Yeah, the don't, logo. don't. If you can avoid it, don't touch it. That turf is so messy there, and that's exactly where he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, damn, bro. Like, how many more leg and how many more career-ending injuries do we need before they stop this? You yeah, know, they're, they're not. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, granted, if you can still tear an ACL on grass. Don't get me wrong. I mean, my my dad tore his ACL snowboarding. Like, you can tear it other places, but it's clearly a huge change. And there's definitely a higher percentage of it happening on turf than on grass. Yeah. Well, and you saw my, my lot of said that, you know, playing two weeks on turf is just, it takes its toll on, knees. The, knee, on the knees. So, yeah, I, honestly, I think that's why, like I said, I think that's why Hertz was actually wearing a brace. I think that's why he said, don't worry about it. I don't think it's a real injury. I think yeah, they're I just, even. I think it's just a stress. Because like agree. I said before, like college players, the NCAA forced it. Now all college linemen must wear braces. Because of the of the weight and damage to their knees, and I think a lot of these players you see, if you start paying attention to the teams who play more on turf, I think a lot of their linemen are wearing braces a lot more often because it's just they're taking damage and they just don't want to risk it. You know, I mean, uh, look at uh, look at your guy. Um, you just mentioned him earlier. Your uh, your guard. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Tyler Smith. Yeah, no, no, the the, the older one, Zach Martin. Oh, Zach Martin. Uh, I mean, Tyrants, I remember him. Uh, yeah, I remember Zach, he yeah. came out of college. If I, I, I could be wrong, because I know he's a Notre Dame kid, so I know he played most of his games on grass. 
I'm I, I'm like eight percent positive that when he tore his ACL, it was a, it was a away game on turf, and I, that's why he fell in the in the in the draft. You guys got him. I remember saying that day is that that was the worst thing to happen was to see probably the best guard coming out of the league in, in years go to the Cowboys, and then you guys did yeah. it again to us with uh, Sean Lee and a Clayton Van Der Esch and then Michael Parsons linebackers. And I was like, of course, you guys. Every time I see a star player come out of college, ends up with the Cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like, I mean, I remember seeing him get hurt because uh, I've got friends who are huge Notre Dame fans. You know, grow up in this area. Everyone here knows a fa- Irish Catholic family, and they were devastated by it. And I remember, I don't think I have watched him play a game without a knee brace on that knee. Now, granted, I don't mm-hmm. watch every Cowboys game, but I don't think I've ever seen him play without a brace since that injury. And I think that's just smart is on it, him. Isn't Notre Dame one of the teams that mandates they they were wearing knee braces even before it was mandatory. Yeah. I'm pretty sure were. every Notre Dame yeah. offensive lineman has to wear and I But I think, if I'm not mistaken, that happened after he tore his ACL. Yeah. That could be, yeah, very much. Um, yeah, so another thing is that you, you we talked about on the, off, the, off the pod here, we talked about um, Dak Prescott's comments about pouring himself in honey and having a bear attack him. <laughs> Um, you know, you, you, you explained it very well, Nat. Can you explain the, the quote to us? Wait, can I read the proper quote so that we're in context so we don't sound read. like morons? Go for it. <laughs> yeah, right. really hard for so, there was a conversation that had somewhere. Jerry Jones made a post-game comment about the upcoming game, and he said, I don't want to poke the bear. He said, or, uh, his exact comment, it was, uh, I, don't want to do any, I don't want to do anything to poke the bear. And that is when Dak Prescott responded, I don't believe what you just said. Pour honey on me. I always say that. If you see me and a bear in a fight, pour honey on me. That's man. Man, he was trying to go for the mystical line. Where the mystical <laughs> no, no, mystical hold on, came out. Let, where mystical came out it. and was like, if I fight in the bear, help the bear. That's what he's probably trying to go for. <laughs> go, yeah. go ahead, Nat, though. Now that we've read it out properly. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Mark. Miguel, Miguel's on point. What what Dak is trying to get out of this is Dak is like in a very, very, very strange way. He's trying to say, listen, I'm a man's man. I don't run from nothing. I, I attack everything. And if it's going to be a bear, go ahead. Pour, pour honey on me. Give the, bear, give the bear a little bit of something else to go for because I'm going for it. Now, what I have said it that way. <laughs> no, not a chance. Any not a, not a chance. But I get it. I get it. You know Do what? I give him kudos? No. You know what he did? He sat there in his head. Go. You know what? Last time they had an interview with Jalen Hurts, he left phenomenal quotes. So I got to do a phenomenal quote, and that's what he came up with. So <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, and Jalen Hurts sitting over here with a purpose before anyone had an opinion, and uh, you know, there's Dak Prescott talking yeah, about honey and a bear. I mean, a bear. Love it. Yes, that is a good line. He, uh, he. I think he actually trademarked that quote. Like, Mr. Like Jalen Hurt. Like all passing over the summer, everybody was trademarking quotes. It was wild. Right. Um, hey, 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 his hey, marketing hey. team is really good at that shit. Yeah. Matt, we haven't gotten your opinion on uh, <laughs> what it was like to um, get Trey Lance uh, in the trade. Future quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's your week 11 starting quarterback, by the way. Dak Prescott 2.0. Oh, sure, sure. 
if you if you guys remember right, last year, what did I say about Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts was a more intelligent version of That's Dak Prescott. Yes, um, and so with this, don't mind my media guy uh, doing some work. <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah, tr- the whole Trey Lance thing, that's Jerry Jones in the smoke and mirrors. If you're not talking about the Dallas Cowboys, you're not doing your job. Um, so, I don't know. Has he, no. has he suited up? Yeah. Like I saw it last, like last week, he wasn't even suited up. Oh, why would you? Cooper Rush beats everyone except the Eagles, so why would you want any backup but Cooper Rush? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't think he, I don't think he's been uh, Justin for, for anything. So... It's that. Is there a new? Isn't there a new rule though, where you can dress someone? Yeah, the third, the third quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, that's the, yeah. So he's Winers, Winers idea. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I think he's dressed a couple times for that, but no, I I think he's nothing but a a hoping a, a Mike McCarthy hoping a prayer QB flip it for a higher draft pick eventually. Yeah, yeah I mean, it sort of oh, feels like work. break class, break glass in case of emergency, like. Let's keep him far away from Dak and, and threatening Dak in the starting lineup. Don't even dress him so Dak doesn't feel any type of way. And if you know, oh. things go to shit, okay, we'll we'll bring him in. You know, that's and what it kind of feels do like. Do they now, dress so. him this week so that if something happens to Dak, they don't need to put Cooper Rush in? Because Cooper Rush had a bad day against the Eagles last <laughs> year. Yeah. Well, I, I would say I don't think there's anything that could happen this year that Trey Lance would get on the field unless – both Dak and Cooper Rush got. Wow, I get that. I will say, I, I, I'll add as I say all the time, I don't want any injuries, so I hope nothing happens. I'd like to see Dak play the whole game. So, yeah. Kind of wish yeah. that out there. Well, this, I mean, if you guys think about it, this is almost like a uh, a new, whatever you want to call it for Dak. Um, this is the first time he's going against the Eagles without Zeke. Um, it's a new era. And, Dak and Zeke together when healthy never lost to the Eagles. Right. And mm, now, now it's like now there's no Zeke. Dak and so Pollard. Now, now, now what now what is it gonna be? Now what is it gonna be? So you know what? I'm okay with a change in narrative. Yeah, it's okay. I'm I'd like to see some wins. All right, so let's let's talk about this this game. Let's talk about the, the outcome. Um Matt, what's your what's your outcome? What's your score prediction for this Dallas Eagles game? I don't know. If you've seen my fantasy football, you've noticed that I've been absolutely horrible <laughs> this year. Now, everything football. Um, so there isn't, I'm in three different fantasy leagues and I've been trash in all three. My oh, year has been awful. So whatever I say, it's probably going to be the exact opposite. So I'm okay. going to go Eagles blowout win. <laughs> like you're playing your percentages there, my guy. <laughs> be funny. Yeah. No, no, I think it's, like I said earlier, I think both teams are playing really well at the moment. Um, I hope Jalen can can fight through whatever this knee thing is. I um, I want to see a I want to see a good, clean, healthy game. And I think if both teams are playing well, both defensive lines are playing the way they have been this year. I don't see I don't see what happened with the uh, almost called wrong team. What is that? Not the commanders, not the Redskins, not the or yeah, it's commanders. commanders so many names, it's hard to keep up for now. Um, for now, for now, for now. Again. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the commanders, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be a game like that. 
NFC East, it's always crazy. I think this could be always. one of those barn burners where it's a low scoring affair. Defenses are shining. Um, it's going to be the battle of the run game. I don't see. I don't see the Cowboys' run game doing anything this season. I think mm-hmm. that is our weak link. Um, Cowboys Eagles always split one one. Almost every season. I, I think I'm thinking the the Eagles this time. Unfortunately. Let's go 24-17 Eagles. Yeah. That's what we said when we did our, you know, beginning of the podcast, we did our predictions. We had the Eagles winning this game, and then, unfortunately, Cowboys winning the next one. Yeah. It, um, and and it, it, it always comes down to NFC East, last couple weeks of the season, last mm-hmm. big game of the season. And uh, if we could cough up a loss this time, that means we win the next one, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah, odds are right. Dak, what, uh, I mean, Dak. Wow, Nate. What is no, your schedule? You. <laughs> <laughs> what is your schedule after our game? Uh, I don't you know. know. Top hand commanders or something like that. Yeah, after right, us, yeah, they play the just, yeah, they play the I'm, Giants, Panthers, and they have three straight weeks of wins. Giants, Panthers, Commanders. Okay. Yeah, so that's 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 nice for right. that. That's that's cushion. That's a cushion right there. Uh, yeah, it should be a decent game for them. Then they play us again. Then they play the Bills, which we'll see if the Bills are actually contending. The Dolphins, if they're still fighting for something. And then they play the Lions, who might be fighting for something. And then another win over the Commanders, because the Commanders are going to fall apart by the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. Um, Miguel, what's, yeah. You, what are your, what's your take? What's your prediction? Well, let's see. Too much... Too much hype around this one. This one is a uh, this one's going to be a barn burner. This is uh, has a lot on the line. Most of these teams are coming in fairly healthy. Uh, like like Nate just said, uh, it's going to come down to the running game um, and the defenses. And oh, you know what? Technically, the defensive offensive lines of both teams. That's what it's going to come down to. Can 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 our offensive line hold hold up enough to open up uh, the running lanes for Swift? Can Hertz pass the ball when he needs to pass the ball? Um, can he run if he needs to run with his knee being injured? Can our defensive line get the pressure into into Dak's face? Can our secondary hold up against C.D. Lamb and and, and friends? Um, it, it seems like every phase of the game is 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 important this time around. Whereas we got a couple of wins without having to worry about one side of the ball having to win the game for us. So this one is going to be an overall, like overall team 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 win it needs to be. So I'm going to say it's going to be a 35-32 Eagles victory. Well, okay, I like that. Still, Eagles win. That is a lot of scoring, though. That is a lot of scoring. It sure is. Um, Mark, what do you got? I think Mark choked when I said that that score. Yeah, he fell out of his chair. <laughs> this is a floating yeah, just a floating I right now. Yeah, I wore black tonight. It's not showing much on the camera, I'm sure. You know, I feel like the Eagles have been having this weird thing all season where if you look back at our schedule, we seem to be playing like almost to like our opponent's expected level. So, you know, we played the Patriots. The Patriots are always expected to be a good team, and we kind of barely beat them. The Vikings were supposed to be, you know, a you know dominant in their division, and we 
Well, granted, we let up a lot of points. We put up a lot of points. The Buccaneers are kind of low end. We kind of played them low end. The Commanders are bottom of our division. We play them at bottom. Like, you know, we're just looking over our schedule, and then also we play like the Dolphins, who are like number one team in passing and rushing, and we held them to like almost no rushing yards. Held two at like an all time low in passing this season. And then we go against the Commanders, and we immediately suck again. So you know, we're playing a division team of a bad team. Um, I think I agree with my statement that I made before the season. You guys have made it tonight. I think we go 50-50 with the Cowboys this season. I think we typically do. Um, I'd like to see a constant change here because I feel like when I was younger, we would always beat the Cowboys in Dallas and we'd always lose at home. And you know what? As great as it is beating them in Dallas, I don't like losing at home. So I'd like to win this Sunday. I'd like to win both. I'd love to sweep the Cowboys and the Commanders. Hell, I'd love to sweep the whole division. However, I'm not stupid. Uh, most likely, that second one's not going to go as well for us. But I have a feeling, something in my gut is saying, like, this Cowboys team, it's not the same defense it has been in the years past. Yeah, their secondary is pretty good. And I will say uh, the Bland has been doing really well for stepping up. Look, you guys got some players. I like Micah Parsons. I've always liked Leighton Vander. I've said it multiple times. But the rest of your D-line just doesn't show me the same strength as I feel like other teams do. I've said it to the, these guys here, Nat, and I think it's I think it's happening with you guys as well. But I, I mentioned earlier tonight with San Fran, I think a lot of teams are just overloading on this pass rush style. Like all, Everyone wants the next best edge rusher, and I get it. It's a passing league. But as long as Brian Johnson can get enough crayons out of his mouth and actually write a play up, and we decide to start running the ball, I think Swift could easily put up 100 this week. I think this is the team that we could truly hurt you guys by running the ball early and often, forcing your secondary guys to come up, be a little more concerned with that run game, and that's when you're going to see A.J. Brown take the top off on one or two plays and Devontae Smith wide open or Dallas Goddard across the middle. I think it's going to be a hard-fought win in the first half, but I think we come out like 35-21. I think we're going to put a little bit of pain on you guys a little early. I think Jalen Carter is going to haunt Dak. Uh, I think he's going to push him right into Hassan Reddick's loving arms, and I just can't wait to see how the game goes. I like I like your, your prediction there, Mark. Uh, before I give my prediction, I've got two things that uh, some Instagram users have put on our uh, page when I I usually put up who wins, the, the Eagles or the opposite team. And so, uh, Champa the dog with underscores between duh and dog. Uh, he goes, Philly dominant win. This is a statement game. The winning of this game here is going to be the favorite to get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC, hands down. No debating. The winning of this game is going to represent the NFC. And I pray to God it's Philly. Go birds. And then I got this one here from Dave Dust on Instagram. I kind of wish this game was in Dallas this week. I believe it's going to be a race to the finish. And we need as many home games at the end of the season as possible, which I like that. But we normally show up at home games. But now we have to play Dallas late in the season in their house, possibly the division and, and conference on the line. Dallas has the sixth hardest schedule for the rest of the season. I don't think Dallas has the sixth hardest. I don't think so, especially if they've got those three coming off of our our our, our game. Uh, we'll play again with the team. 
Yeah, I'd say, like, besides us playing each other again, like I said, their hardest games are going to be the Bills and the Dolphins. But, I mean, the rest of the year for you guys is mainly division. And um, Panthers, which, come on, the Panthers. If you guys don't beat the Panthers, I don't know if we can have you on next time. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, fin- uh, we finished the season, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Commander, so... That's yeah, a tough ending. Add, add the yeah. lions. It's a there. tough ending. It's a tough ending at there at the end. But again, I think the bills are falling. I mean, I, I could be wrong. I, I might just be a hater and not even have to add the bills because I don't like Josh Allen. But they are just not looking the way they were. I do believe in the Dolphins. I, I was. We were all pretty shocked at how how we won that game, um, even with my ridiculous prediction that went pretty accurate. Um, but I do think that could be an actual difficult. I think honestly, the Lions and Dolphins are the hardest game for you guys after us uh, the rest of the year. Because looking at our schedule, knowing that, yeah, we're going to play you guys now, and then all of a sudden we have the bye week, and then we have Chiefs, uh, Bills, Niners, and then you guys again, and we have four straight weeks. Uh, well, I said Bills, I, like I said, I think they're a little lackluster, but that's probably going to bite me in the ass in a couple weeks. But, I mean, with a, those in a row are going to hurt, and then we play the Seahawks right when, right after or right before you guys do. Yeah. Um, so. There's one more, one more thing I wanted to say. This, this guy, his name's Wheezy underscore F1N93R5. That's a lot of numbers right there. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, you sure that's not a Russian bot? I have no idea. No, and <laughs> he goes, he goes, why is this even a question on this page? Anyone that doesn't say birds is a fake ass fan. You know, I don't, I don't I see hate the- that comment. <laughs> I hate that comment. I, I think the birds are going to beat the Cowboys here, like we like we thought, twenty-eight uh, seventeen. Um, it's going to be a fun game to watch. I think I think we're going to see Jalen Carter well rested, healed, and I like to see him in the backfield with Dak pretty much most of the game. I would love to see that happen. I would love to see Bradbury and Slay like look like old Blackberry, you know, like old Blackberry, uh, Blackberry and Slay, not Blackberry. Old, Blackberry. Brad you really want to really go back in time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I want, I want them to be the old guys, not the old guys, because, gotcha, gotcha. you know, I, I just don't, I just, I just, I just need them to be their old selves before. Like last week was not them. That was the way Bradbury lit Scary Terry just, but we've been complaining about that all season, right? Like know, we I saw it early in the season. It's like he 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 can't be on the speed on the speed guy. He can't. No. He could be on the big guy. He just can't be on the speed guy. Mm-hmm. Eli Ricks, man, he he had some good plays. Eli Ricks is playing well. He's playing well. Eli Ricks was playing well, and I think he's going to show up. And he's going to. He felt good after playing Tyreek, so maybe he's going to feel good after playing so, against Stevie. We'll see. So the, right, maybe, Julio, maybe. Julio Jones catch a touchdown in this game? I was going to say, maybe Julio gets a touchdown again this week. Yeah, I don't know. We do have quite a threat there on wide receivers, so uh, you, know, you can't cover all of them. Nope. Um, can't bracket everybody. Yeah, you can't. You can't. And uh, I think that's what we're, we're going to see. We're gonna, Unless you're Kansas City, because then you've got five extra players wearing black and white, and then you can definitely yes. bracket anybody. Ding. Very Ding. true. Although they didn't show up to that Denver game. No, yeah, well, independent refs from another country, and that's why. That's because Taylor wasn't there. <laughs> oh, you no, know, she was there. She was there. They played. They played. Uh, they played. Oh, she was there in person. Beat <laughs> I can't. Oh, I'm so done with the Taylor Swift. Ay, ay, ay. Oh my goodness! Just ramming know. down, ramming her down our throat at this point. They, I, I know. Her, I heard her reach out to the NFL and told him to, to stop it because they're trying to gain viewership off of her 
you know, her likeness. And it's mm -hmm. like, and it's like, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, um, she's coming to Philly for that fucking Kansas City game. You know that. Oh, well, she's an Eagles fan. It's in Kansas, it's in Kansas yeah. City. It's in Kansas City. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. She's going to be there. Oh, she will. She better. Mm -hmm. Monday Night Football. Yeah, come on. Um, yeah, that'll, that, that's it. I think, I think we really kind of, you know, we, we, we converted a Dallas Cowboy fan to an Eagles fan. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we all witnessed that, right? We all witnessed that. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're stupid if you go against your team. That's right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, in, in that case, we got a Jags fan. We got a yeah. Colts fan. That's right. We yeah. We Cowboys Eagles fan. Yeah, so it's, that's what happens. As soon as you, if you're on this podcast and you root against you, you, you pick your other team to win, which I have done, Miguel has done. Yeah. We are now fans. And you're both Dolphins fans too now. Yeah, yeah we're all yeah. Dolphins fans yeah. too. Yeah. Go birds. Yeah. Yeah. Go birds. I, I, don't, I don't, you know, it's it's tough to keep uh, letting Mark win uh, each week on these things. And I, it's hard to have Mark be right sometimes. Really well, you know how you fix that? The Eagles lose. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. okay. Yeah, I'd rather be, I'd rather take a loss and, and the Eagles take a win. I'll, I'll go for that. Exactly. Exactly. I'll take that. that one as well. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, thank you for everybody for th coming in and listening. Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to show you. We usually on during the games we have a lot of uh, in-game takes on our Instagram. So I will we'll hook you up on the uh, the message line there, and, and leave, hopefully you can leave some messages during uh, the game if you get to watch. It. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, my Sundays are busy, but uh, right, a little yeah. busy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, you still I'll watch I'll the game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the Eagles get I always get to watch. Let me get your phone number so I can text you during the game when you're in mass. They wonder why I'm throwing my phone across the... Yeah, the girl's texting me. The Holy Ghost got into the <laughs> uh, Again, Matt, thank you so much. Um, thank you for coming on. I'm glad to have you on. Thanks, again. Matt. Man. Yeah, man. Good to see you, brother. Uh, yeah, good talking, guys. Yep. And thanks for listening. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's Squawk Eagles Podcast, where you can follow us, subscribe to us on YouTube, and also subscribe onto Instagram for uh, subscriber content only available to those who subscribe. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, a like and follow, give us a comment. We uh, love to hear you. And then again, uh, we are on X and the, the uh, what is it, uh, TikTok. What's the Tickety Talk. Tickety Talk here or there. Um, that'll do it for us. I'm Mike, Miguel, Mark. Thanks again, Matt. You already know how we do. E A G L E S Eagles. Eagles. Hey, Go Mike, birds. Hit that music.